0: welcome to rock vegas everybody this is glenn rockney and raiders just played a preseason game uh first time in a couple of years that the raiders have played a preseason game uh hosted seattle the uh, former division rival seattle seahawks at uh allegiance stadium first time Allegiant stadium has had fans in it um we'll get to that later about what that meant but uh, uh the raiders won 20 to 7 um kind of a Game that the Raiders were in control of the whole time. Um, as as much as you can be in a preseason game where uh, starters weren't playing. Seattle didn't really play a lot of starters. Um, the Raiders really didn't play many starters. Uh, really just a couple guys, um, a couple of rookies that might be starting just to get the reps. Um, and which I'm sure we would have seen last year out of Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, um, had we had a preseason. But uh, the Raiders won 20-7, to and uh, I got to say, you know, you don't read too far into uh, preseason, you know, wins and losses. Everyone remembers the Cleveland Browns, uh, the 0-16 Cleveland Browns, did go 4-0 to start the preseason. So uh, that kind of goes to show what wins and losses are. Um, I I Actually, quick tangent before I start getting into the Raiders, I don't know how old some of you guys are, but uh, there's a (laughs) – do you remember when Mike Shanahan coached Denver – so, again, there's a few people that probably don't even remember any of this, uh, youngsters and stuff. Remember when Mike Shanahan used to put the starters back in in preseason when he thought they would win the game? Like, when it was, like, a two-minute drill, he put, like, the starters back in the game. Like, Rod Smith, get back out there. It was, like, biggest try-hard move ever. Um, I like that the Raiders didn't play a lot of starters. Um, I'll get to why I really liked it, but I, I like preseason football. I think that's what it's for. It's not to just see, like, oh, the new free agent you got. Let's see him get a couple, you know, slants. Yeah, or, you know, the corner, let's see him cover one-on-one. Those guys are going to start. I like seeing the back end of the roster get rounded out in free agency. That's who should get the majority of the snaps. Um, don't play starters unless you, you know, you feel you absolutely have to knock off a bit of rust. Um, one game out of the preseason, especially now that we only have three, they should only be playing one game. Um, so it was good. It was good that the Raiders did that. Now, uh, let's get to the meat of the uh, podcast today. Just a quick thing I noticed, right? Here's one thing I think we can count on. The Raiders just look faster, right? And I'm not sure they got a lot faster on defense. I think a lot of these guys were in-house last year. But they look faster on defense. They, they just get to the ball faster. They look like they play with a little more confidence. Looks like they understand the scheme a little bit better. This is all stuff that we, we predicted. Uh, Matt Fallon's been on the show. Uh, I've been saying it for a long time, too. Guys just look like they know what they're doing in this Gus Bradley system. And um, it's kind of like see ball, hit ball, right? If you grow up playing baseball, if you see somebody trying too hard at the plate, you know, say see ball, hit ball, right? That's all it is. That's what Gus Bradley's job is on the Raiders because the Raiders have a very fast defense. They have a lot of good athletes on defense. Um, not necessarily, you know, some guys you wish they were more athletic, but for the most part, they have some good speed on defense um, and you want to put them in a position to where they can rely on their athleticism the most, right? Remember a simple task and then go crazy. You know what I'm saying? We just didn't have that last year. Um, so that showed up right away. That showed up right away um, in, in yesterday's game against the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, the playing time, the playing time to me, it's okay. The weird way to say this, but it's not about who played, it's about who didn't play, in my opinion. Um, that's what really says a lot about the playing time, you know, because you see guys, Who didn't play, right? The majority of the offense did not play. And that tells me that the majority of the offensive stars, I should say, did not play. And that tells me that Gruden has his offense, right? Maybe he would have done this last year, too. You never know. But this this tells me Gruden feels that this could be a top five offense. I think it could be a top five offense. A lot has to go right. But there's speed. There's experience. You have a quarterback who definitely knows your system now. He's pretty much, other than a lot of a few quarterbacks, he's been in the same system longer than most quarterbacks in the league right now. Starting guys, this is his fourth year with Gruden, so yeah, you're you're gonna see you're you're gonna you're gonna know what you're getting out of Derek. He he, only, he might only need just a, one tune-up series. Um, that's all he should get. But Rugs Edwards, right? This tells me that they're gonna start at wide receiver. Now I know you know beat writers have said as much, but. I think this is the best confirmation you can get is that Ruggs and Edwards aren't out there battling for snaps. Now you saw guys like John Brown out there earlier battling for snaps. Keelan Doss, Marcel Aitman, you know, guys that don't really have a shot of making the team, but maybe one of them does DJ Turner. Willie Snee was out there just for a little bit. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how the back end spot goes, but a guy like Zay Jones, Zay Jones goes out there and balls out, had a great game. Greek game and, and like Zay Jones to me was always a guy like it's like how does it how does this guy stay on the team I even joked about Marcel Aitman too Marcel Aitman had his, has had a shockingly long Raider career like who thought a seventh round pick would be here what five years later I think four to five years later he was from I think he was from Gruden's first year so okay actually it's yeah it's four years he's been here four years on this team it's nuts but Zay Jones looks fast, explosive, strong hands. Now he's he's beating up on on guys that maybe aren't, you know, top quality corners. So that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to dominate. You're supposed to stick out like a sore thumb when you've been in the league for a while in preseason, like and you're playing against the second and third unit. Cuz I'll tell you what, right now, I won't spoil it, but there were other guys that didn't look like they were playing against the second and third unit. They looked like they were belonged with the second and third unit, although they were you know, lauded as higher talents on the team. So Zay Jones went out there, balled out, good contested catches, um, really good, uh, really good, like sideline awareness and stuff. Like just uh, really cool, really, really fun to watch that. Uh, Peterman was putting the ball on the sideline. He was money uh, throwing that ball on the sideline. But Zay Jones, not a, wasn't a lock to make this team as much as John Gruden likes him. I guarantee you wasn't a lock, right? Because he was playing a lot. Then you look at the offensive line. Okay. If there weren't rookies on the offensive line, none of the starters would have played, right? Andre James, and I'm saying he's a rookie, he's a first year starter. He's not a rookie, but first year starter Andre James, he needs reps against people that aren't on his team. Alex Leatherwood needs reps. Needs reps against guys that you know aren't on his team and, and they need to be out there. But they weren't out there for that long. Couple series, nothing crazy. Um where it gets really interesting is on the defense. On the defense, certain guys played a lot longer than I thought. Now, Cleveland Furl, right? Let's start with Cleveland Furl. You know, darling of this podcast, everyone knows I have very strong feelings of, of Cleveland Furl. But fourth overall pick got a lot of playing time in preseason. So I'll just just take that sense for what it is. Did you think in 2019 when Cleveland Furl was drafted, he would be playing? almost the entire first half in a preseason game where none of the starters were playing the entire first half. I I don't think so. Right. But even I'm not even going to be too harsh on him right now. Whatever. I, I I still, he was one of the guys I didn't think stuck out like a sore thumb. Like he should be just whooping tackles every single play. Right. Even if he has been kind of a disappointment, he should still be able to just basically dog walk of uh, any tackle trying to uh, from the reserve unit, you know, but he wasn't. Had a couple of nice hustle plays, got a quarterback hit, but you know, when are we gonna see that dominance? Even even if it is over less competition. But Furl and Nassib did not get a lot of playing time. Now, this is a fourth overall pick and a guy making over $20 million over his career with the Raiders. I think he's making about seven, eight million a year with the Raiders. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. So these two guys getting a lot of playing time because I think Gus Bradley's like, do I have guys better than these guys that I might want to put over him? Like, let's see these guys battle it out. Because you didn't see Yannick and you didn't see uh, Max Crosby out there. Neither of those guys were playing, you know, meaningful, meaningful snap, snaps, excuse me for a sec. And neither of those guys were getting any snaps out there. That goes to show the regime change on the defensive side of the ball. All right? Pass rushers, right? Guys that can pin their ears back, win a one-on-one. jury's still out if Crosby's that guy, but Yannick has been for his for his most of his career. And Bradley knows what he has in those guys. Those are his two starting defensive ends. Yannick and Max Crosby. Now everything else is kind of up in the air, right? And, and Gunther <laughs> Gunther probably likes Cleveland Furl. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's this is a, a run-stopping defensive end, a, a guy who could play base. Um, but Bradley's all about Bradley and Marinelli are all about rushing the passer. That's what that's what this team's all about. So now you're seeing the bottom of the depth chart, guys like Nassib and Furl playing into the first half of the preseason. So um also, let's see. Jonathan Abram, I believe, was the only guy. And Trayvon Merrick, I, I will say he needs his reps too. Same way Alex Leatherwood would need his reps. If Trayvon Merrick was in his second year, I don't think he'd sees any time in this game but Jonathan Abrams another guy too maybe Gus Bradley's trying to figure out what to do with him you know and maybe he's trying to see because again I I, all we could go by is playing time because Gruden obviously had a plan on offense of not playing anybody he knows needs to be good to go for Monday night at Vegas against Baltimore and I think Gus Bradley was doing the same thing so it's just interesting. You, you, you're you seeing uh, – uh, I'll be interested to see how it goes against the Rams, too, just who who plays. Um, uh, I don't know if they've announced what game is – if there is a game um, that's going to have starters playing, um, at least a couple series in it, you know, with Carr, Rugs, guys like that. I don't know if they're going to do that. They should do at least one. But even if it's only a quarter, you know, just – Something like that. But it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see the rotation because uh, you only get three games to do some of these battles against other teams uh, to round out your roster. So um, Peterman, Nate Peterman, quarterback three. Look, that guy took a lot of shit early in his career, man. Some of it for me. I mean, one of the worst debuts ever for Buffalo. I think it was against San Diego where he threw five interceptions, I believe in a half. But he, I mean, I thought he played pretty well. I thought he played pretty well extended the play wasn't necessarily in control of the offense, the way Carr or maybe even Mariota would be um, missed a check down on his turnover, held onto the ball too long, got his arm hit threw it right at his uh, corner. That was a, that was a bad mistake. Missed a throw to John Brown earlier. I thought over the middle, but on the sidelines, he was making plays, giving his guys a chance, um, extending the play. Well, really good with his legs. Um, I mean that that just goes to show the depth that this team has acquired, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's like most we saw Seattle's third quarterback, Mr. Magoo, Magoo, Seattle's third string quarterback. You kidding me? Somebody better check if that guy's left-handed or right-handed. You know what I'm saying? We're not. We still aren't sure. I don't even think he's sure. Raiders have three competent quarterbacks. I think now is Peterman going to go out there? If you have two horrible injuries at quarterback, is Peterman going to be the guy that wins games? No, he's not going to be. I'm sure the Raiders would even try to maybe find somebody outside to come in. But for me personally, I'm probably on mock draft mode at that point. If both quarterbacks go down season ending sur- uh, you know, surgeries and stuff and Peterman's a starter. But I think you, he's a guy that like, you know, it's not light the house on fire. You know, it's not it's not just burn it all down definitely he can extend some plays. And if he had to come in for a game where just everything went wrong for a game where both quarterbacks were just temporarily injured and he had to come in, you know, it's not over with, it's not over with when that happens. So three competent quarterbacks, is pretty good on the team. Let's look at the running backs, running backs. Oh, this turned into an awesome battle. Um, and, it, and I think it's going to continue to be Trey Regus Trey Vegas already got the nickname rock Regus, If, if he wants to come on here and, uh, you no, know, no pressure. You don't have to. But uh versus BJ Emmons, Alabama running back. I hadn't heard much about BJ Emmons at all. Um, but a lot about Trey Regis. Shout out my guy Chris, bourbon raider. He's been he's been talking. He said, Glenn, you gotta check him out. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I will. He was right. This guy can this guy can run the football. Trey Regis can run the football. Is he explosive? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But he's a smart running back. I didn't see him pick the wrong, you know. Cutback lane. I didn't see him pick the wrong hole. You know, I didn't see I didn't see any of that. And that's what you need out of your third string running back is a guy who, if you trust your offensive line, which this this offensive line is built to run the ball. We saw it in action. They were getting off the ball pretty good in the run game. Do you have a running back that can follow the blocks as your running back three? But you know, the biggest thing with with Gruden is his running back three, and this is gonna make a guy like Jalen Richard expendable is can you pass protect? Jalen Richard's a great pass-protecting running back. Trey Regis was making plays. Seattle blitzed a lot, and I, I, I'll tell you right now. This is the conspiracy brain in me. I feel like John Gruden and Pete Carroll said, like John Gruden just told Pete Carroll, hey, send like six at me all day. Send six, rush five, rush six, like a lot at me today. Uh, if that's something you guys want to work on, something we want to work on too, I got to find my running back who could pass protect. I got to ha- see if Alex Leatherwood and Andre James are on the same page with John Simpson, Brandon Parker. We saw some miscommunications there, but it almost seemed coordinated because no team should blitz that much, you know, and. But anyways, Trey Regis really did a nice job in pass pro. That's how you make this team. That's how you make this team. I, and and I, I think it's awesome. And, I, and I'll get to this on the slot corner battle because I feel the same way. It's really nice that they haven't brought in anybody else. I mean, they brought in Bo Scarborough, which Jesus, I had to, I was like, who the hell's number 40? And I'm like, that's Bo Scarborough? Dude is running in quicksand, man. Like cement shoes, sleep with the fishes running. Just awful. So that's not really a threat to either of those guys, Emmons or Riggs. But I like that they haven't brought in, you know, I don't know, just just another back from another team, you know, a, a camp cut. I think they want I, I'm hoping they let these two guys sort it out. Have some confidence in your personnel like that, especially at that position. You know, it's not uncommon that an undrafted running back makes a football team. It's not uncommon. Might happen this time. And he might contribute to the team because I, I like the way he run the ball. Now, what BJ Emmons has, because I don't want to make this a Trey Regas, Rock regus special. Bj Emmons does have a little bit more juice, I think. You know, at the second level, he's a pretty violent runner too. I like him. There were a couple times I saw the ball kind of get a, not get away from him, but he'd get to the second level when he was obviously about to be you know wrapped up, and he would kind of let the ball stick the ball out a little bit. That scared me. That scared me a lot. But he's good too. A couple nice, really nice runs. It's a good battle. I think John Gruden can manufacture, you know, a run game and, and pick a running back off the scrap heap. I think he's getting in that Mike Shanahan territory, Kyle Shanahan territory with that. You know, he's made Doug Martin look good at times. So yeah, that was, I, that, that, that's a fun battle. That's, that's what preseason's about, right? I don't need to see Josh Jacobs out there for more than maybe just a couple of handoffs. I don't need to see Kenyon Drake out there for maybe just a couple of handoffs. And I heard the tape, Don't Lie Guys, point out um and shout out to them i know they just got to deal with sb nation which is fantastic uh couldn't happen to two better people going on um sb nation they're going to be doing audio podcasts for uh sb nation silver and black pride stuff uh so make sure you guys check that out but what they were talking about was that you didn't see a lot of outside zone right which is that's what we've been talking about this offensive line is built to run outside zone that's what they're retooling it for athletic outside zone you saw a lot of inside zone Again, was that just a coordinated thing? Maybe they don't want to show that too early in the preseason. Don't want to put too much of that on film, perhaps. And maybe they just feel like inside zone is where their weakness is at, and they're trying to attack it during the game. So, yeah, running back battle. Love it. Love it. Um, wide receiver, like I said, it was just Z- Zay Jones. Um, you know, uh, Marcel Aitman, Keelan Doss, those guys. I, I, don't, I just don't see how either of those guys make this team. I don't think they're terrible players. I, mean, I think a couple of them are big body guys. Raiders don't have a lot of those guys, but I just don't see them pivoting to that. Um, kind of a crowded wide receiver room, and that's a good thing. You know, Marcel Aitman should just... I don't know why he keeps trying to make this team. Like I feel like he could make another team. Personally. Tight end, uh, Bushman, Bowers. Uh, that's an interesting battle, too. Um, I think the tight ends are going to be Utilize a lot in the run game. Um, it's, wouldn't shock me if Gruden carried four. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I would personally, but it wouldn't shock me. So there's there's a chance. There's a chance, or even Carrier gets beat out by Bushman or Bowers or something. Um, it, it's possible. And if they were to carry three, um, want to see some more of that. Um, neither guy just blew me away in that, but, but Bushman has some game. You can just tell. Um, so let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Oh, I'm sorry offensive line let's let's uh let's stick with the offensive line here so i don't know about the depth on this offensive line um and i'm more so talking at tackle um tom cable was saying brandon parker is the best swing tackle in the league and it's like dude i get it you pounded the table for him the team drafts whoever you want on the offensive line but dude he no like no it's just not it's not gonna ma- stop trying to make brandon parker happen it, I I would love to find a way to not have him on this team eventually but he does have to be on that team this year. You saw a miscommunication between him and John Simpson earlier. Simpson struggles against the pass still a little bit um and he's going to have to work on that. Um Andre James had some nice pass sets. Um gets still gets pushed around a bit in the run game. But that's, you know, kind of we kind of expect that, I guess. But like I said, I think these blitzes had to have been a coordinated effort between um Seattle and and Vegas because if I'm a coach handing the keys over to a rookie center, I want to I want to send exotic looks at him, you know, guy where it's not just four rushers. I want to, you know, send some stunts, send some blitz, send some guys, some DBs. I want him to be able to call out those protections, you know. And and you know, maybe to help Peterman do the same thing too, right? But that's just the depth on this offensive line is, is a bit concerning to me. Um, It's not that they don't, you know, it's not that they ignored it. I just, I just don't know that if we have the same injuries they had last year, I'm not sure it's the same, Um, especially in the past game, especially in the past game. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, not, not terrible at all. Um, Couple good pass reps, couple good, not so good pass reps, Um, especially early in the game, got beat pretty bad, but um, in the run game, you see why Alex Otherwood's good. He's quick. He stands his guy up, doesn't get pushed backwards a lot in the run game. That we know is going to be the thing, and, and it was good because the Raiders were able to kind of get what they wanted on the ground. Um, that's got to make John Gruden rock hard, flipping over the desk with it. You know what I'm saying? Shooting ropes, loving that he can run the ball at any time because he's a predictable runner as a play caller. Let's, let's be real. So if the team's going to know you're going to run the ball and you're still able to get about four, five yards on a play, uh, bodes well for this offense, but yeah, just just guys like uh, you know Brandon Parker and and yeah, I, I, the depth isn't really impressing me right now. There, defensive side of the ball, like I said, with the defensive line, um, we know who the two edge rushers are. That's Crosby and Yannick. Um, Malcolm Koontz. Let's talk about him. I think I think the coaches have it right with him. He does not have an NFL body at this point, but he has the motor and the burst that you need and the violent hands. He just needs to add, he just needs to add some some muscle, some pounds, and just to be able to, to, you know, use that long arm and just push him out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the way Khalil Mack used to just lift. Used to just lift, you know, like like and walk the guys back into the quarterback, then dip around him. You see that with Coons. You see that he can. He has those moves in his repertoire. just seems to get stronger, but that's good. That's a good sign. I don't know that Malcolm Kuntz this year on this team has a huge impact, but I do like him as a developmental prospect. I've come around on that pick. I, I like him. I, I, you never know. Maybe even this year, he might make a couple big plays, a couple strip sacks, something like that. I think eventually he will be a very consistent contributor, and I think Bradley and Marinelli are going to do a nice job teaching him, and let's just you know put about 10, 15 pounds on that guy, and I bet you if they can they can do it fast he he could be something how about the defensive tackles darius filon active active throwing guys out of the way showing some burst hasn't played football in two years on that nate hobbs uh blitz he was there too solomon thomas had a couple nice reps look twitchy you know we'll we'll see what happens there but i heard bd williams say that uh Darius Phylon's going to, you know, you would think he'd be the backup one tech to, to Hankins, which not necessarily backup, but, you know, the nickel one tech or something. And and playing, uh, um, you know, on rundowns, you'd, you'd think you'd see Hankins in there when they need a little beef. And then when you need a little twitch, you put Phylon in there. Um, I think he's going to make this team. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. But those two guys, Thomas and uh, and Phylon, were, were, were pretty active. And, 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 that, and that was nice to see. That's something they need this year. And uh, did pretty well against the run. Linebackers. Guy I saw playing a lot was Nick Wikoski. That's another one that kind of concerns you a little bit, too. And I, I actually like Nick Kwiatkowski, the player, but I'm just wondering if Gus Bradley does. You know, yeah, you hear about him getting those two picks in practice, but it just seems weird for him to be on the field so much. You know, you didn't really see Corey Littleton out there. Didn't see Nick Morrow out there. Divine Diablo is not really playing much yet. Makes you think, you know, uh, uh, do they not know if Kwiatkowski has a role in this defense? Do they want to go to a more coverage, you know, lighter in the pants coverage thing? I, I think you still need the hammer and Kwikoski's going to have to be your hammer on this defense. I don't think he's bad in coverage at all. Um, I don't think Kwiatkowski going to be cut. I just, I think it's kind of concerning to see him get so much playing time in the linebacker core. But I thought the unit played well. Yeah. You know, Javen white was all over the field real fast. Um, who knows what he's actually going to be. And once we start seeing a healthier divine Diablo to challenge him there, maybe we see, maybe we see a, a tighter battle between those two and, and white's spot on this roster is not guaranteed at all. Although I think his special teams might keep him on the, uh, 53 man but that that group played well i thought um I, i haven't not seen the all 22 but uh so it's tough to see the coverage on the back end but it looks like the first read was never really open with the linebackers um and you know they were making plays in the flats looked faster and uh yeah so linebackers i thought played well uh let's go to the corners uh secondary as a whole actually let's start with Nate Hobbs. How about Nate Hobbs? One, look, before I get into Nate Hobbs, it's kind of crazy that Bradley was blitzing so much in preseason. I, mean, I You don't know if maybe he's trying to throw people off or something, but now there's two theories, I think. Bradley does not blitz. I, if you've listened to this show or a lot of other podcasts, Bradley is a get-there-with-four guy. Now, maybe Gus Bradley realize, is noticing his personnel kind of thin at defensive line not really doesn't really have the dominator pass rush that he's had other places, like the Joey Boses and uh Melvin Ingram's and uh and whatnot and Cliff Averill, guys like that. Michael Bennett. Yeah, he's had some good ones. Maybe he realizes that maybe he's putting a wrinkle in his defense and saying, you know what? I have really athletic, fast DBs, fast linebackers, good blitzers. Morrow is a fantastic blitzer, Kwakasi's a good blitzer, too. Maybe you start seeing that. Or two, you might just be trying to, you know, hey, here's a blitz you'll never see from me during the year. But either way, it was timely, and Geno Smith didn't see it coming. And Geno Smith gets his ass kicked by Raider DBs. David Amerson. I remember David Amerson hit that guy, and he, like, flew away into the wind like a piece of paper. It was insane. And, uh, but yeah, Nate Hobbs. This is wild to me. This is the same thing as Trey Regis and, um... And B.J. Emmons being allowed to battle it out without a veteran there to take a spot, you know, maybe without a veteran, be like, hey, we're going to give it to the veteran. They're kind of letting those two young guys battle it out. This is even crazier because this is a starting position slot corner in the NFL is a starting position in 2021. Nate Hobbs is battling it out with Meek Roberts. And it looks like Nate Hobbs has it right now. Uh, if if you're just going off the eye test and the and the media and the buzz and stuff, everybody can't get enough in Nate Hobbs. I, it seems like a really cool guy too, but it's crazy to be like we're starting a fifth round pick, and we're not bringing. And look, you have Nevin Lawson, but he's got a two game suspension. So even if you decide Lawson's a starter, you're going to start Nate Hobbs the first couple year or a couple of games, and it's kind of wild, but it is a little exciting where you're like, man. This coaching staff really trusts these two young guys. You have a what is it, a fourth round pick from is he a fourth or a fifth? I can't remember Amik Robertson, but a day three pick from last year. And then you have a day three pick from this year battling out to start at slot corner. Again, it might be Lawson, might end up being Lawson, but these first two games, it's gonna be one of those two guys. Yeah, Nate Hobbs. I mean, you don't hear a lot about it, but there were some back end of the draft guys for Seattle. And Desmond King in in uh in uh in for the chargers you know there are certain guys that got playing time on these bradley defenses you know richard sherman was not a you know high draft pick i don't believe brandon browner was a high draft pick i think camp chancellor was like undrafted or something like these hey, hey if he likes you if bradley likes you he's gonna let you play and it looks like he really likes nate hobbs but amik robertson i, I made a joke you know on the punt coverage <laughs> where amik Robertson blasted the guy. If you slow the play down, it looks like he got pushed into him. But, yeah, he was still looked like he was going to get there a little early, in my opinion. But Amik Robertson blasted the guy. And I was like, Amik, all right, I'm Amik Robertson, and welcome to Jackass. This is covering a punt. And, you know, he blasted the guy. Whatever. It was funny. I I laughed in the moment. Um, but he made some nice plays in the flats. I thought he was uh, really quick to the ball, um, good tackler. And, and your slot corner in a, you know, Seattle cover three system, like the way Bradley's bringing in, he's going to be in the flats a lot playing, you know, hooks and flats. So I don't think Hobbs has the job right now, but I think he's in the lead. So, you know, if, if it ended after one preseason game, yeah, Hobbs probably gets it. But uh, Meek Robertson's, Robertson, I think he's still got a chance. I think he still has a chance. But um, it's kind of cool that they're leaving it up to those two young guys. A um, little scary, but it, like a good kind of scary, you know? But yeah, the rest of the secondary, look, Damon Arnett, we saw the play early in the game. All he had to do was make a tackle. Didn't even need to break the pass up. It would have been like fourth and four. Didn't need to do it. Tried to do too much. Missed the tackle. Guy gets like 10 extra yards after the catch. Like, just no awareness. It, it was a bad play. But then you have, you know, guys like BD Ray, Bleedy Ray Wilson, um, Keyshawn Nixon. They were, had some nice plays, nice reps in the in, uh, late in the game. So it'll be interesting to see who gets that final corner spot on the, on the, on the roster, um, even if they're not there for long, if Lawson, once Lawson comes back. But, you know, I didn't see Trayvon Merrick in action very much. Um, you know, his back end, you don't really see that on the uh, video broadcast. But you also didn't see them, you know, throwing it. There, there weren't that many passing attempts to begin with, to be honest. So it's, it's, it is really tough. But I, I did see the quarterbacks holding on to a ball for a long time. And that that's all I, I can go by without watching the all twenty two is this quarterback because a lot of Raider defenses, you just see that quarterback go to that first read like it was nothing. Just first reads wide open. First reads wide open. Wouldn't you? And then sometimes, like, oh, I'll just sit back here. They have no pass rush. Get to my second read, boom, seven yard gain on first down. You you they were holding on to the ball longer. These quarterbacks didn't look comfortable. And look, we're talking about Geno Smith and Mr. Magoo. We don't know. We don't know yet. And I'm hoping they can see some starter reps. I'm hoping Matt Stafford plays next week or something like just just something to where the Raiders can go against a a starting quarterback. That's going to give them some pass attempts and puts, you know, then the film guys, the tape don't lie guys can break that down. Uh, You know, other people that do film content for the Raiders can break that down for us all to see um, and get a good look of what the secondary is really capable of, because I think there's speed, there's talent and everything. It just needs to be put together. It's a bunch of ingredients. The chef's got to put together a good dish out of those ingredients. And uh, guys like Damon Arnett are just going to have to get rid of the dumb mistakes because he was there. He was there in coverage. But uh, good defensive effort. I mean, I'd be lying if I say this means we're going to have a good defense. I see people saying, are the Raiders going to have a good defense? No, this doesn't mean that. But I'd rather play well than bad. And the Raiders played well. The Raiders played well. And it felt good to have a crowd there. There was a there was a crowd at the stadium. That was cool. Like maybe we're back. Like that'd be so so cool if if the Raiders were back. They plan on having full crowds all season. They say that, but as we know, things change month to month. Uh, Sometimes, you know, (laughs) I won't get into that now. But you know, it's nice to have. It's nice to have a, a. Stadium full of Raider fans, and I saw a lot of you know Oakland faithfuls like myself, people who still wish they were in Oakland. People who, even though I've, I've I've I'm done coping, they're Vegas Raiders now. It's fine. My podcast is called Rock Vegas. I've I've learned to get past it. People saw the tailgate and they're like, oh, it's not even loud over there. And it's like, yeah, it looks fine. It looked like everybody was having fun. It looked like everybody was having fun. Some people were saying in the stadium though, the fans were not super rowdy, you know, active. Which we're we'll work on that. What I didn't see was a lot of, you know, Seahawks colors in the stands, you know, which that was always the thing that scared me was the road team. Their fans picking this as their road game of the year because of the vacation tourist spot that is uh, Las Vegas. And just packing out that stadium, you know, and not having that local fan base. But you got to thank the Golden Knights for that. The Golden Knights. Now they're good. Raiders are going to have to be good eventually to keep this fan base. But they showed out for the Knights, and they're ready for a football team, right? And they were ready last year, but they're ready this year, and uh, that was really nice. And the Ra- 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 you noticed it when the Raiders were at home; it just they didn't play as well at home. They collapsed early, you know. Even wonder with that Miami game, if there's a crowd there, right? Going crazy, they-, they might win that game. Chiefs game, Patrick Mahomes. We know Jonathan Abram blew that coverage, but maybe there are certain moments where the crowd goes crazy and makes it a little tougher on Patrick Mahomes on Sunday Night Football. You just never know. Now you could say the inverse of that, right? Raiders went to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs pretty handily. Maybe the crowd's there. Derek Harden play as well. You never know. But it'll be nice to have some normal football this year. Normal football. Side note, did anyone see that they were filming like a porno outside the stadium? I don't know if that was today or yesterday, pregame or something. It was daylight for sure. I saw a lot of people like freaking out about that. And it's like, look, you know, this is the difference between Vegas and Oakland is in the Vegas parking lot. You're going to see like a 4K porn production being filmed. And then, you know, you'll just see some unfilmed sex in the Oakland tailgate parking lot. So, you know, it's kind of a blue collar. Now we're in the bourgeois era of, of Raider football. So I think either way, you're going to see some rowdy shit at a Raider tailgate. But now it seems a little fancier, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it for me. I don't have uh, many more thoughts on this game. I don't want to make make it to be like – I think a lot of people are forcing themselves into having a take about this team, and I still don't, but it was nice to see fast fast play. Just They looked faster than Seattle, which was nice. And I think the depth shows out a little bit more. Your depth is guys like Carl Nassib and Clue and Furl, whereas last year they had to get a lot of snaps, you know, It's nice. It's nice. I think there's a lot more quality depth. I think the wide receiver core will be very good this year. If the top two guys, the rookies from last year, rugs and Edwards take that next step. I think this is going to be a very good wide receiver core combined with the tight end core of Waller Moreau, maybe Matt Bushman, maybe Bowers, maybe Derek carrier. You just don't know. So I'm looking forward to see these position battles. Uh, pan out, see how they go. And uh, at least with preseason, we can say that w- at least we had a different opinion because last year we had to go off of just the team. We had to just go, hey, the team liked this guy more. He made the team. And you're like, oh, okay. We didn't see any of it, but that's fine. At least we're able to be like, oh, man, he had a great game against the Rams, man. Why didn't he make the team? Oh, man. So that's it for me. I'm Glenn Rockney. Follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rockney. Um, if you're watching this for the first time, trying to get back into Raider football, go ahead and hit subscribe. This isn't an all sports uh, YouTube channel, but you'll we ha- I have a playlist for all the Rock Vegas episodes if you're a Raider fan. I'm um, also going to be doing some more sports stuff uh, on, on the Rare Candy podcast that I'm on. Um, just go ahead and hit the subscribe, like, do all that, comment, um, you know, rate it on iTunes if you listen on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready for another f- uh, football season. Let's go, Raider Nation.